if we're going to change in life, if we're going to change in the things that we're going through, if, if we're going to turn that corner, per se, God has to be in that. If, if you're in a marriage, God has to be in that. If you're raising your kids, God has to be in that. If you're at your job, at your workplace, if you're trying to go anywhere in life, God has to be in that. We have to be in tune with that. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. And this is the Pantry Podcast. Do you want a healthier spiritual diet? We're stocking the storehouse with spiritual nutrition, marinating on the Word of God, and leading you to the meals that truly fuel a soldier of the Lord. And this is Season 9, Obey. It's an acronym that stands for Obey Him Before Anyone Else. This season, let's look at how obedience and a lack thereof impacts our relationship with Him and with everyone else. Join us and friends from over 70 countries as we feast on Jesus, not junk food. You can even be a friend who keeps the show going. Become a partner at patreon.com slash the pantry podcast for just $5 a month. And now let's dig into this meal. Because at this moment, we need your Holy Spirit for this episode. I like our lights. Yeah, lights are cool. I mean, you know, we spend a lot of time. Cotton know. candy wonderland this time, y'all. We're Light, playing with these almost, lights. Yo, lights almost took us out, y'all. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hi. <laughs> Welcome we to are. the pantry. I mean, you know, but I'm telling you, these lights almost... Mm, you know, when you start really getting uh, into it and wanting to pursue excellence on every level and then you encounter uh, levels that you are ill-equipped to encounter, <laughs> you get a little... Eh, that looks good though. Eh, whatever. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, bless Shay's heart. He was rolling with these lights a long time. And then I was like, I don't like green. And then, I, I just, although see, it's my I'm so, favorite I'm so, color. I'm so stinking military. It's like, it's like I see like right, nine, nine colors across the back. I'm like, <laughs> it's not symmetrical. I'm about to die. But hey, you know, whatever. It's cool. Hey, so what is up, man? It is awesome to be here. Somehow this is know. relevant. We're uh, going to bring this back, y'all. Bear uh, with us. Somewhere we're going to get this, man. Because you know what? This is our house. Bam. Bam. And, and you know, as for me and my house, right? That's the name of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fitting episode. I think that it's an important episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Hey, I think you got some cool, some cool deets. It came up in the last week or so. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I literally was like, Shay's going to do it. I'm going to type it uh-huh. in. Now I'm going to do it. So guess what, guys? We have hit Woo, come on. Our, fifth, our 48th state, not 58. <laughs> uh, although worldwide, we've gotten at least that many right. states and right. nation states and city states and all that stuff. But... Um, welcome South Dakota, Woo-hoo. whoever's out there listening in South Dakota. Hello. Hi. Um, 
I'm I'm Michelle and that's Shay. And we are the pantry. Um, so thank you. That means that we have New Mexico and Wyoming left before we have had downloads in every Look, state, I'll, which I'll is honestly if just kind of cool. If you know anyone in Wyoming, no, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> Put them on to us. I mean, if you're listening, yeah. obviously you're listening for a reason. So maybe pass it on to a friend. Yeah, yeah. Pay it forward. No, yeah, pay it forward by just sharing. Um, oh, I don't really man. know. I think it's just like we don't really care about the numbers, Not but we're really. like, oh, Oh, look, we have this giant map in our guest room. Another detail about our house. We'll go into what we do with that map later. But um, it is cool because we look at that a lot. We're very like globe conscious, world conscious. And so we look at that and say a lot of prayers. So um, shout out to South Dakota. And then also we have three new countries joining us. So we want to welcome listeners in Saudi Arabia, French Polynesia and Guatemala. I have family from Guatemala. So shout out to all of y'all that are listening from no matter where you're listening from, you might be down the block from us and you might be all the way across the world, but we love having you. Yes, absolutely. So as we said before, I mean, hey, here we are talking. Man, y'all, y'all caught something before chatter. That's always cool, though, because, you know, all, all it is is for the glory of God. Um, and aligning ourselves to that and being able to focus on these things. You know, I, I, I really think about this, you know, for as for me in my house, I love that verse in Joshua. We're going to get to this. We're going to get to this. But first, you know, we're going to banter a little bit. You know, that's what we do. Because especially when it's just us, man, it's like it's awesome. But, you know. <laughs> You know, I, I, I confess with my mouth. Mm-hmm. I confess that Jesus is Lord. I believe with my heart that God, right, raised him from the dead. Mm-hmm. And I've been saved. Yeah. I mean, saved, y'all. You know, from death to life, old man to new man. Um, whoa. I'm holy because he's holy. There are a lot of things that happened that day that I believed. Um, it, I went from darkness trying to find comfort in darkness to sometimes darkness and finding comfort in light. And so for me, maybe because of my past, maybe because of what I've been through, maybe what what we've gone through in our own histories, um, it was easy for me to sit there and say, whoa, this light's nice. Yeah. This light is nice. And, you know, so when we think of that, it's 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 a beautiful thing. Yeah. This is one of those verses that you'll see in a lot of people's homes um, a lot of people might have it framed somewhere in their house. Funny enough, we don't, but I think it's because it's framed on my it's heart. That's quite why. <laughs> clear. When you look at the rest of our house, it's quite clear um, uh. that we've decided to serve the Lord. <laughs> um, but I think it's one of those verses that people say, and it gets me pumped up when I hear it. Mm. Um, it definitely gets me pumped up. Like, like how how does the army do it? Ooh or hoorah. Do, do not do that. Hua is the army. Do, don't do all this marine and all that other stuff. No. Look, army just, guys. Every time no, I, 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 I second guess myself <laughs> and always do it wrong. Hoorah. I, I always mean, think. You, you made a marine happy. Hoorah. I mean, I think that's how they do it. But I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. That's why I, I just, I'm scared to even mention it. But I feel all intense when I hear that verse. Um, but we're talking about obeying him before anyone mm, else. Mm. And that's one of those things when we think about everywhere that we're obeying him. Sometimes we just think about our individual person. Right. 
And yet our house and our home, right, the physical location and the state of it, those are also very closely aligned. And there's a lot of ways that you are exhibiting your allegiances um, to, to bring in those military terms again, like, right, right, you know, right. what allegiances do you have? You might not even realize what mm-hmm. you're still holding on to. Um, and so that's kind of like where my mind started to go. But I know that no, I asked, no, that's I good asked though, you because, to. Because like it's, it's really it's, it's really good that you would say like, you know, you look around our house and, you know, the visual. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's important for the spiritual and the heart. Yeah. You know, like my house, my temple, my body is my mm-hmm. temple. Um how do I take care of that temple? What is the, the, the right algorithm for that, that mm-hmm. care? Yeah. And that is to serve the Lord. And I, and I really believe that I believe it from the bottom of my heart that if we're going to change in life, if we're going to change in the things that we're going through, if, if we're going to turn that corner per se, mm-hmm. God has to be in that yeah. If, if you're in a marriage, God has to be in that. If you're raising your kids, God has to be in that. If you're at your job, at your workplace, if you're trying to go anywhere in life, God has to be in that. We have to be in tune with that. Um, and I really like the way Joshua brings it out. I really like, and we're not even going to get there yet. I mean, because I really think <laughs> that we have to unpack um, Joshua 24. Because first of all, this is a covenant. At, he, he's, he's bringing out this covenant at Sechem. And this is what God is doing, right? And, and, and Joshua has gathered the tribes of Israel, the elders of Israel, their heads, their judges, their officers. Look, they, they're presenting themselves before God. They're like, here we are, right? And then Joshua is speaking for God. And I, I like that too. He's like, in, and the Lord said, you know, it's like God has had this communication with Joshua. And Joshua is listening. In fact, Joshua is, is in tune That is something that happens when we are in this position with God. We are in tune, right? Right. So here they are presenting themselves. He's speaking. Uh, God is going to lay out some some truth here. God is going to, actually, he's going to go through a lot of things that he has already done. And I think that when we look back in our lives and we see what God has done, it really does solidify a position of where we're at. Yeah. I think it's important. Um, he brought fathers, you know, he brought their fathers, right? He, he mm-hmm. starts there. He says, man, right, look, I brought your fathers. I brought your father, Terah, uh, right? And the father of Abraham, the, who is the father of Abraham? Nora, who dwelt on the other side of the river serving other gods. He scoops up Abraham. He brings him across the river, led him through, you know, the land of Canaan, multiplied his descendants. You know, these are things God is telling them. He's like, look, these are things that I've done. Um, he brought them out of Egypt, part of the sea, wiped out the Egyptian army, handed the Amorites over so they could possess the land. He even stopped Balaam from cursing them. Mm. You know, like here they were trying to bring Balaam in to yeah. curse him. Of course, I love that story. That story. Donkey. I'm sorry. I love that talk. When I I'm first, sidetracked here. When I first heard that story, I was like, wait, what? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, man. Anyway. Oh, no, but it's, but it, <laughs> I, I know, I get, I get distracted Talking there. donkey. Uh, talking donkey. From Is a this dude Shrek? Who, from no, a it's dude, better. Right, from a dude who talked to animals, right? Right, <laughs> and right. And he couldn't get the clues. Anyways, right. I, I love it, but... Uh, and then, of course, you know, he says, look, man, I even defeated Jericho for you, man. I, de- I defeated the Amorites, the Prezizites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Ger- Gergeshites, yeah, the Hivites and the Jebusites. Man, they couldn't even stand against them, right? Mm-hmm. God's telling them this. He's like, he's loading this up. He's loading us up he's to get to. So he, he is laying it on, way. right? Um, he's like, yo, y'all didn't even labor. Mm-hmm. 
I know that when when it got there, <laughs> when it got there, when he's like, you have vineyards you didn't even plant. You've got you go. cities you, you didn't go. build. I'm like, right. ooh. Right. Ooh. It's like, it's, it's yeah. like all me. And you know, that's, that's a beautiful mentality for a believer to receive. Yeah. And accept and really unpack and understand mm-hmm. and say, look, it's God. Yeah. I don't sit here because of me. Right. I sit here because of God. And why is that Luke one thirty seven? for nothing is impossible with God? Yeah. This is a mentality. This is, we bring it here because, uh, cause it's here, but we got to bring it here guys. We got, we got, we got to take this salvation. It's all wrapped up in this beautiful temple and bring it up here to our head so that, so that when we face the world and, and the, and the world comes in and, and starts to like nitpick at us or pick at us or try to tear us apart, we know where we got to go. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was sitting there talking with a friend today and it was like, we're talking about brokenness and, and it was like, he, and, and it was like, he was like, yeah, I've never, you know, cause he's a Christian, mm-hmm. Christian most of his life. So it's like, he thinks of brokenness in that sense of the Christian mentality right. of like, I'm broken, but I have Jesus. So I'm good. So, Hey, you know, and he goes, but today I thought about broken in a different direction. You know, I was like, there are people out there that are like broken. Mm-hmm. And I kind of gave him a little bit of my story. And I'm like, right, back before Christ, mm-hmm. before light, before all this goodness, right? Here I was in darkness, going after darkness to try to heal darkness. That don't make no sense. No. Like from a perspective where I sit now. Yeah. Now in the perspective that I sat then, I was confused. I didn't know. It made all kinds of sense. Right. But once you determine that the light is the answer to your darkness... Then who, 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 look, as for me and my house, who am I going to serve, right? Yeah. So verse 14, this is where we'll come in. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him in serenity and in truth. Sincerity. And put, I'm sorry. Yep. Serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think it is important when you're when you have a home to understand for a believer, it's not ownership, but stewardship Mm. and what's funny is there is some ownership you're taking ownership of the stewardship like you're owning that role that's what you're owning and you're looking at things through a new lens a new reality there's that joke that pastor Kim always says where he's telling the story of a contest between God and some guy um, some I don't remember the, the guy but it, the goal is to you know like they're they're competing to build something that involves dirt right and as soon as the human guy reach scoops down to get some dirt God's like hey get your own dirt so instantly it's like God made everything right. and so being able to acknowledge that is a huge step in the right direction of acknowledging this truth mm. that when you really when you're saved with that understanding of who it is that you're being that you're coming to that you're serving 
You understand he's always right. And if you are not aligned with that, then that's the problem. It's not ever God as the problem. And so to serve him in sincerity and truth, it's understanding what the truth is and leaning into that, even when it's uncomfortable. And I think that sometimes it can be depending on how steeped in the world we have been in, in our life. Um, and so when I think of that, I think of the New Testament sincerity. That is what Jesus came for, is to come for the sincerity over and over. And when we talk about the heart, we're talking about the sincerity. Are mm. you just doing this like for accolades? Are you just doing checkbox lists so that you can say, I've earned my way into heaven. I've earned God's love. I've earned my blessings. Or instead, are you doing it because your heart desires to bring your father glory? Because your heart desires to serve the Lord that has over and over and over delivered you, which is why it's so important to not just have prayer requests and, and, you know, ask people, do they have prayer requests, but start jotting down what those are and look back over those. It's amazing when I have done it because I don't do it consistently. Mm. Um, but when I do it and I look back, I'm like, wow, over the last year, how many different things has he faithfully delivered me through in either a way I could never have expected or exactly the way that was asked. Mm. But regardless, the list he has for each of us is even longer than the one that Joshua has listed. Mm. And it's just so amazing. It's it's it grounds you. It gets you in the right perspective that there's really no reason to pine yeah. for something else, even though we're so used to pining. You know, sometimes if God feels too ordinary, if he feels too normal, then suddenly we start itching for a new sensation. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and that's its that's its own trap. But. I kinda I kinda think it's it's cool that as you're saying that, you know, Second Corinthians, you sit in there and the Apostle Paul's opening up to the Corinthian church. And he's sitting there and exactly what you're talking about is like for our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience that we behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity. Mm-hmm. Not with earthly wisdom. Mm-hmm. but by the grace of God. And then he finds it and supremely so towards you. <laughs> you know, he's, he, he's, he, even Paul is dividing this mm-hmm. because he knows that there is a division. Mm-hmm. There is this middle ground really doesn't exist. Yeah. It does not exist. It's like it, a transition ground ish, right, but really but, your heart's in one place. Right. It's, it's like, what I'm saying is in the spiritual realm, right, let's right. just, uh, Early realm, man, we live in gray all the time. So right. let's just be real because we're always like trying to figure yeah. out what's going on. But in his realm, right. in his mind, in his kingdom, it's this or it's this. Right. He he is very specific yeah. um, when you're looking in Joshua and you're looking at, at where this goes. It's like, are you going to choose me or them? Mm-hmm. That is not like, are you going to stand in the middle and just be like, well, you know, I'm cool for now. Let me make right. a decision later. Yeah. No, he is laying the law here. He was like, is it going to be me or is it going to be them? Yeah. Are you going to serve those other gods that your father served across the road? Go home. Mm-hmm. Go home. You with that mentality? Just go home. Mm-hmm. That's a, that is hard facts. Yeah. That's not always an easy pill to swallow. And after that list of everything yeah. that he's done, 
they can't give credit to any of the other little G gods for anything that's happened. Right. And so it's like, okay, if you want to go serve the one with a list that's blank, Mm. a Mm. sticky note that's empty, feel free. Right. Meanwhile, me and my people. (laughs) I mean, you could always go join your God in the bathroom. Right. After you've done cut yourself up and dance around <laughs> all day long. I mean, I you can do that if you want. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not, look, it's a hard pill to swallow, y'all. Yeah. It's a hard pill sitting here saying it. But I know this. Like, mm-hmm. there is no question in my mind. I will never sit there and say, you, well, you need to do it. No, do it. Yeah. It's I, I'm, I'm getting away yeah. from the need thing. Like, well, you, no, we must serve God. Yeah. And I'm really like, I mean, I know there have been conversations that we've witnessed on social media Mm. about how the words need and should and must like how command words impact people. And yet the answer is not to not use them because the Bible uses them. Mm. And so if I am going to relay in truth, what is said if I just read the verse, God has not called me to soften his words mm. or else the person's going to fracture into 10,000 pieces. If he is the faithful God he says he is, then those words can be handled. And even if you're jarred up, it goes through, it penetrates. And he doesn't just break, he restores, he redeems, he heals. And that's a sign. There's so many of them. Um, and we always, I, I'm, I love the Lord and how much he shows us in this house, Mm. um, where we are in need of repair. It's cool. It's like, it's like, I'm going to go into analogies I've learned from Shay that are incomplete because Shay knows it and not me, but those, (laughs) that little monitor thing you plug into the car and it tells you what's wrong. Right. What's it called? Uh, the bonnet to thing <laughs> like, okay. on, on the spot, yo. Here we right, go. Right, sorry. No, it, it, it's it's the uh, code reader. But okay, yeah. code reader. Yeah. yeah. So there's a so like when your check engine light comes on or when mm. your car's acting funny, you are just like if you don't know about cars, you're like, uh, help. But someone who has a code reader can plug that code reader in, and it brings up a code and tells you what's wrong with your car. And I appreciate that in our life a mm. lot. Because just because we've been in this, we've only been with the Lord for what, like eight, nine Nine years, years, right? And in that time, we've been deep in the sauce of the Lord and trying our best, but that's still not as deep as it gets, Mm. right? We haven't gotten it all figured out. Um, And we were steeped in the world for a very long time. Um, it, it, It was very impactful, to this day, what we experienced pre-salvation, pre-Holy Spirit, pre-submission, right? Depending on which one of us you're talking to. Um, But what really caught me is in verse 15 where it says, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. And I was like, that's a very relevant verse for 2022. in a world where it's not that they don't want any morality, Mm. they want immorality to be morality. And they want morality to be derided and dragged through the mud and considered bigotry and hatred. 
So what does that remind us of? And so it, it reminds me of two verses. One is in Isaiah 5 in verse 20. What sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is mm. evil, that dark is light and light is dark, that bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. And then jumping into 1 Corinthians 3, verse 19, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. As the scriptures say, he traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness. And when he says he traps the wise, he traps those that consider themselves wise in the world. He, he traps them in their own because how many times do we hear people with very well grammatically structured sentences saying complete rubbish (laughs) like complete like junk where you read that when you have already drank the truth down you're like oh i'm itchy i'm itchy i'm allergic to such trash i'm sorry that just made no sense right Right. but they swear up and down by it now why because sometimes it's a believer saying that and sometimes it's someone that doesn't have the spirit either way the same thing is occurring There is cognitive dissonance between what the word of God says and what the person thinks and feels. And the only reason that happens is because the flesh or the world has impacted your opinion more than the word of God is in that moment. And Mm. so when so in those moments, it's important, of course, to ensure you're understanding the word of God correctly, because sometimes if you're misinterpreting the word of God and you have some weird feelings about it, well, it may very well be the spirit discerning that that actually isn't the Bible that you're hearing, that someone misusing scripture or you're misinterpreting it yourself. But... Something that someone just showed up with that they're like, hey, after 2000 some years, I finally realized what that verse actually means. Mm. And that and it and it goes against five other verses. But never mind, because this aligns with culture and how we define love. Suddenly you. Yeah. The discernment bell is going to go off that that person is wrong, not the other way around. And so when we're serving in our home. It's very important to not defend things that are not worth defending and to focus more on what does the word of God say about the things that we have our allegiance to, our ties to, our focus on, because at the end of the day, those things are the little G gods. They fall over, they're man-made and they just fall over and break the arms and legs off, you know, Mm. like it's not going to amount to anything. Whereas God gives you this freedom, this joy, this ability to persevere because of him and his strength, the ability to be used, the ability to have your purpose. You like you live life. You literally live, Mm. you know, when you're, when you're walking with him, it's, there's no contest. You just have to jump over that little hoop of does it seem dark to serve the Lord because the world has made him out to be Satan? Mm. Because do not follow the world. The, the world truly hates Jesus more than anyone else. And so if the world is rallying for something that goes against the word of God, it almost reinforces that that's actually what the word of God says because mm. they're really trying hard to tear it down. Right. Yeah, that's that's... Oh, man, you think of the world and you think of these different things that are going on. And 
there was a JD Uwen, I think is, is ah, let me see. Let me, let me just look this. Cause I mean, Hey, we're here, right? We're, yeah. we're sitting here for a second. Cause I came across this today and I thought it was very interesting because of how the impact of, of evil has on society. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we look at the Bible and we look at the percentage, we look at, look, take the percentages within the Bible. Mm-hmm. When you see the, the Israelites or, or the people that are with God, mm-hmm. they're with God. Things, things are rolling. Mm-hmm. And when they're not with God, man, the, the things fall apart. Right. And there are, you know, sometimes we read the Bible and it sits there and it has these spans. And, you know, we're, we're, we're like, oh, well, you know, I jump here. They just have been. Uh, no, we're talking like 50, 100 years, 200 years, yeah. 300 years between some some of these these actions within the Bible, mm-hmm. which means there were generations yeah. that had to be relearned or they unlearned. Right. Um. And I, I was reading this, this, and this guy was a social anthropologist, J.D. Unwin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was doing a study, this is 1938. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a study on, watch this, even this sexual immorality. Monogamy, polygamy, uh, how these work together, how they don't work together, how uh, a, a society that is in monogamy actually is a more successful society where a, a, a society of polygamy is not. Now, we can take this biblically. He's, I don't think he's a Christian. Right. In fact, the person who wrote this article, I don't think this dude's a Christian, but he's seeing the effects of a broken society. Let's let's go right. there. Right. Sexual immorality. Okay, that's whatever. We'll leave it there. Yeah. But a broken society. And, and man, I'm telling you, light bulbs lit off in my head because I'm sitting there going, the Bible. Yeah. Historical documentation that we have sitting in front of us that prove this. Mm. Every time the nation of Israel would get involved with the little gods, right? Mm -hmm. Their society would suffer. Yes. Now within those little gods, Mm -hmm. you had sexual immorality. Oh yeah. You had other things as well. Yes. But I'm saying, but basically they were pouring their, their, their energy Mm -hmm. into darkness. Yes. They were not pouring it into light. And when they would pour it into light, the generationals, he's saying it takes about three generations. Yeah. So, so let's go to sexual revolution in America, Mm -hmm. 60s, 70s, right? We haven't gotten to that third generation yet. Now think about how long ago that was, you know what I'm saying? And, you're, and so, you know, so it was just cool. Or wait, are we in the third one right or, now? Or we might be there or whatever, but we see a decline. Oh, yes. Um, so before the sexual revolution, you definitely had a, a mentality more towards monogamy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that that was now granted there's divorces and there was still all the, you know, there's perversion right, and all right. stuff. But I'm saying the, the mental focus was not the focus no that we see today. No one was defending those things, saying they're OK. Just don't treat those people like dirt. You know, right. like that was the difference. Right. Now it's and, that's and, completely and, and, fine. Right. You know, f- watch this. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord, which means now let's take it more locally. Mm-hmm. He's the truth. Jesus is the truth. He's the way. He's the life. This is what we believe in this house. Mm-hmm. This is what we have to check each other on in this house. Mm-hmm. Now, because I don't want, I'm not going to seriously sound perfect. Right. And sometimes Michelle has to throw me a check. <laughs> and you know what? You got to swallow that. Like, like yeah. you, 
and give it to the Lord. I mean, you know, but you right. got to you got to rein it in, mm-hmm. pull it back and say, Phew. that's the part a lot of people forget too. they're ready to correct, but not ready to swallow. Mm. So then the correction stops coming because the other person's like terrified right. to keep doing it because it's not helping. And I, I know you've told stories on this, too. It's like sometimes I say something to you, you're just like. Right. Like I, I but I know better. I'm like, right. I don't want a culture in this house of ungodliness mm. where correction is demonized. In the in the godly realm, correction is celebrated and valued and is treasure. Right. It's straight up the Lord loving on you. And so you need to value it. And so it's a practice until you value it. And I just had this, like, since I'm sitting here and we're talking about this, as for me and, and, and my house, we'll serve the Lord. This is not a religious idea, Mm-mm. but this is God building the next generation. Mm-hmm. See, we let little, if we let little seeds, evil seeds plant. Little foxes. Oh, oh. Little foxes getting into the hen house. Mm-hmm. A, a, a fox in a, in a in a hen house wreaks havoc. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. If you do not, man, if I didn't receive from her, like sometimes I had to grip my teeth and chomp my jaw. <laughs> but I know, like she said, we know what's right. But what are we doing? See, we also have a child. Mm-hmm. We want her raised up in the Lord. The more that we really grab a hold of this idea, no, God is not evil. Mm -hmm. I don't always understand him. I don't always get him. Sometimes I'm like, what, Lord? Mm -hmm. But he's perfect. Mm -hmm. But if we don't grasp this, Mm -hmm. right, if we don't choose for yourselves whom you will serve, if I don't choose that, see, that's whom you will serve. I've just taken a step back. Right. I've come into a form of servitude. I have come into a form of, you know what? There's things I don't want to hear, <laughs> but they're true. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But here's the deal. We are solidifying our next generation by living a life that serves the Lord. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things that has been camped out in my mind and I didn't know when it was going to come in and then it comes in right now. So that's always cool. Thanks, God. (laughs) Um, There is such a passion when you really believe, Mm. when you really believe what God says, what happens is you realize, oh, this is for real. This isn't a game. Mm. The clock is to you, you, you like you look up and you see, you know, the proverbial clock counting down, but you don't know when it ends. It's like the numbers are four and you can't understand, but you know, it's ticking down and you don't know when it's going to end. And then you see hell and you're like, I don't want anyone going there. And then you see all these people. Just these people bobbleheads. I always say God sees us all as little bobbleheads bobble around because we don't know anything without him. Like all you see all these people with their little bobbleheads bubbling around, having no idea who he is. And you're like, it's like they're walking towards in slow motion, Mm. this fiery pit. And there's a time going down and you have time to do something. And then you see your own kids and you love them so much and you're loving them not just with yourself but the love of the Lord and you're loving all these people and you're taking everything seriously and you're seeing the angels and demons clashing around you 
and you're like, this isn't a game. This isn't pretend. This isn't Lord of the Rings. This mm. isn't Narnia. This is real life as it really is. Mm. And I no longer can care the same. Like I care different. I care so deep. Like the, mm. like my, I understand my choices have real consequences. I understand things have eternal payouts. I understand these things. And then you start making life choices. People are like, how do you, like, you know, how did you change? Well, honestly, me taking this seriously, mm. right, is really what did it. Mm. Not being like, oh, I've got time. Oh, they've got time. Oh, you know, God already won. Yes, he did. And yet he still wants to use us. And so when we're raising our daughter, I do not, I don't let a lot of books that don't have anything to do with the word of God come in. Right. There's a few, but, and it's not that I distrust everything, but I'm like, no, no, no. It's not about having to always keep out the little foxes. It's not like my whole job is keeping out the little foxes. My bigger job in my life and in this house and with our daughter is bringing in what is of value. Mm. A lot of people are like, uh, Christians are focused too much on attacking this movie and this song and this person and all that stuff. And I would agree that. Don't spit, waste your time on that. Instead of throwing hands out and blocking all these things, start bringing in the things that will right. build up your family. Start right. bringing in the things that give you more life, more understanding, more rich. And that is how the house transforms. Mm. The more I purge, it's not because I fear these things. It's because I don't value them. There's a difference. And it's amazing that purge. Yeah. Cause like, okay, so before we before we moved, so I had a three bedroom apartment by myself. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of things. <laughs> I had a lot of things. And then and then it was like, wait, well, you know, we're gonna move into Michelle's childhood home. Her mom lived here. They had a lot of things. I started purging things. Mm-hmm. Now, through me purging. Like, like, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm ingesting the word of God. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm ingesting the word of God. I'm ingesting the word of God. Head, head, headship. I mean, it has its responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Headship has responsibilities, but I'm purging my things. I'm purging my things. I'm purging my things. What was cool about it though, is as I was purging my things in my, in my apartment, Michelle started getting the purge bug. And she started purging things here at the house. And so it was like, and then it gets contagious. And you're like, you just start getting rid of mm-hmm. all of these things. But you keep the things that are good. Mm-hmm. The things that are nutritious. Yes. The spiritual nutrition. Oh, dang. I'm, I'm referencing what? The pantry podcast. You're cleaning the right. pantry out. Yes. Sometimes you have so much healthy and bad in there. Yes. How can you reach to right. get the thing you need? Because you start to see the seriousness of it. You know, like Romans 623, where it says the wage of sin is death. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the free gift of God is eternal life, you know, and, and you start seeing as you're unpacking that. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there thinking of people that are like, well, God, Jesus said that you don't know the time of day mm-hmm. because there's people out there say, man, he's coming. Mm-hmm. And then they sit there and they beat, the, you know, and then those guys get beat up by the people that are like, but you don't know the time of day. Mm-hmm. But I started thinking like my mind changed one day on that. It's like, but wait, what if it is tomorrow? Yeah. What did I do today? 
Right. Like, like I really have that, that, that verse. It's like, don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about today. And we always associate that to life. And we always associate that to like, what am I going through? What, 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 what am I, what, oh, what struggle am I going through? Mm -hmm. Or what if I say this, don't worry about tomorrow. There's enough to worry about today. In other words, get out there. Mm -hmm. Like, like it really fires you up. It really fires you up Mm -hmm. to purge. It really fires you up to, to, to have a different mentality. Okay. Maybe he comes in 20 years. Well, that's 20 years of service I've done. Right. It's like, okay, don't like, okay, what did they say? Our friend, shout out David Wright. He was talking about investments and retirement plans. And he's like, okay, if you wait till 30 to start paying into your retirement, this is how much you'll make if you retire at this, like, you know, ballpark. If you started at 25, if you started at 24, mm. the difference in how much is in a retirement account for the person who started when they were 18 years old and the person who starts when they're 24, I'm not even going to 30. Like the difference there with six years is mm. so ridiculous. It's like the difference between you can go on world cruises for the rest of your life or buy a whole orphanage and like I can pay my rent. Like that's the difference. And we're talking eternal right. difference. Right. You know, and this isn't like for everyone, because the other thing is people will sit and get so discouraged that they didn't start six years ago that they don't do it today either. That's not the point. The point is start doing right. Start investing in light, the way, the truth, the life. Start going in that direction Mm. now. One degree, half a degree pays out so right. huge in right. such a short amount of time and it's very encouraging it's very freeing I can say I feel a lot life is a lot less complicated despite curveballs being thrown mm. and things coming up it's a lot less complicated because little by little we've addressed things right. God, we've allowed God to address very meaningful things and that has impacted our house five years ago look at our when we looked at our life and right. where we were about to get married we would say you know like Oh, so much we have to do. How are we going to get there? All that. And it's like you look back when you do instead of wring your hands when you do. And you're like, wow, what a change. I barely recognize my life in the best ways. And, th- mm. and that's the hope when right. you when you, you know, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. You know, when when you say that you're going to serve the Lord, that you and your house, you're going to serve the Lord, you're, you're whole, the, the banner you carry over your house isn't your own last names, coat of arms. It's the Lord's banner. Mm. He is the one declaring you guys set apart. And it's mm. such a blessing. I'll say it's a privilege um, to, to be there. Um, and it's it's the only thing I can really recommend. And that always comes with my favorite verse. I'm under the banner of love, mm-hmm. the Lord, yeah. eating from the banquet feast. Mm. You know, um, and I think one other point before we, we wrap this that I really had in my mind on this because we as we're unpacking this, we're we're saying a lot. You know, yeah, there, we all need to change. Oh yeah, there's there's all of us need change, um, and yes, we need to make a choice. But there's a verse that really brings truth to this choice. Um, We're not sitting here of our own Mm -mm. or on our own. Um, Ephesians 1, 4. 
even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Mm. Y'all, he chose you. He chose Joshua's generation. And he, all he was saying is, look, look I, 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 I really, you know, I'm not God, but God is love. God does love. He loves everyone. So when he's speaking this to them, hey, look what I've done. Mm-hmm. This, this isn't because I hate you or I, I want to control. This is because I love you. Yeah. And I, and I want to give you the best, you know, that I can, that I, that look at, look at the promised land in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like you know, look, look, push out all of the, the ugly. Now we know how that went, but push out all because <laughs> we always felt that. Anyway, but push out all of the ugly. Yeah. Because I choose you. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you how we can we can do this and, and, and really be able to experience the fullness of his goodness. Mm. He chose you. He loves you. He really does care. He cries when you cry. He cheers when you cheer. He's our father. He gave us his son. And when I weigh all of this on my little scales, you know, I, I know for me and I know for this house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. We love all of you out yes. there. Remember, be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead. Yes. So get all of the verses that we dropped so you can read them yourself at thepantrypodcast.com. And be sure to subscribe wherever you're watching and or listening. So until next time. Laugh a little. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. You're listening to The Pantry Podcast, part of the Spark Podcast Network, now playing on the Edify app.